months ago, U.S. Special Forces launched an assault, killing Ben Khalid and his terrorist organization. Six heroes who risked their lives to stop Ben Khalid from carrying out his threat to attack this country. We're blown. The whole squad. What? Ben Khalid's people found us. All right, welcome back to the 24 podcast. My name is Joshua Rivers. I am your host. And also we have a Mark Sievercrop. And hello, so hello. glad to have you with us. And so uh, for those of you that have followed the podcast for a while, um, we are the two that started this thing several years ago. And we are joined with us today, uh, Bradley. And so it's hello. good to have you with us also. Hello. Yes. Very nice to be here. And he has the and cool so, accent, so don't hold that against us. He does. Cool. So we went we went international now. That's and right. so uh, for, for he's our... From, he's from Topeka, Kansas, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Uh, <laughs> that's a different show. And hey, so, we didn't even, I didn't even plan that. That worked out well. It did. And so, we should write these things down. Uh, yeah, so we are talking about 24 Legacy, and so we are continuing um, into the new season, the new series of 24, and so not so much following Jack Bauer in this one so far, and we're going to get to a little bit more detail about what we're looking at with this, but with our new format, we're actually going to be having um, multiple hosts on uh, on each episode to be able to discuss the uh, things that are going on, and uh, we will normally also have Joel Wood with us, and so he was a co-host uh, before as well, so uh, he should be fairly familiar for those that have been following for a while, and so it'll be good to be able to have all of us, and we'll probably have some other people that may jump on from time to time as well, uh, but I believe it's going to be the four of us that are going to be coming on week in and week out for the most part, and so looking forward to being able to talk about 24 and all the different things that are uh, with that. And so just to kind of kick it off here, the first episode of 24 Legacy is airing on uh, just after the Super Bowl. This is the this is the the place for everybody that cares more about 24 than is that for episode there. And so, did I get a little bit lag there? Yeah. Okay. No, this is the this is the place for everybody that cares more about Jack Bauer than the Super Bowl. This is where we hang out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you get tired of hearing about the Super Bowl, just come listen to the Twenty Four Legacy Fan Podcast, and and you'll be good. Yes. And so definitely excited to be able to talk about 24. At least I'm excited. I don't know about you two guys, but definitely excited to be able to see this coming back. And so we're just going to go ahead and just kind of talk some different things. Um, There's obviously been a lot of different videos and things that have been released, kind of teasing some different things about what we can be able to expect and so we'll just kind of touch on a little bit about what we know uh, that will be coming. And then uh, when it actually airs, then we'll be recording after the fact uh, about the episodes, reflecting over it, and then 
we'll do our normal thing of being able to kind of share different ideas that we think may or may not happen and we'll see how wrong we are and then kind of continue that trend and so with this 24 legacy uh, as we mentioned it doesn't doesn't really follow uh jack power um as the main character um so far jack power is not going to be in it as far as we know but we know that uh that could be a possibility down the road uh, it says here that it begins at 12 p.m eastern time three years after the events of 24 live another day and that is also about six months after 24 solitary and approximately 21 and a half years after day one. And so that kind of gives you a overall synopsis of how much time has passed since um, the very first episode of 24 way back was at 16 years ago. And so says that it's set in the Washington, D.C. area, and it introduces the national headquarters of the reformed counterterrorist unit. And so CTU, um, as we have seen, has come and gone several times, and apparently they brought it back another time, um, even after the blunder of season eight. Mm-hmm. And so they are uh, continuing to go strong, apparently. <laughs> Well, I think too, like if you go, if you go look at the, the YouTube channel for, uh, you know, the new ser- series, they, they, sh- they have, they talk a little bit about how they design CTU. And I love the fact that they really did try to harken back to previous ones. You know, you have the, the, the strong, like cement, you know, kind of underground feel, you've got the, the clear windows, the clear walls that you can see through. And so I think, you know, I, I remember hearing the, the designer say that he really wanted to make it something that you know, us hardcore fans would be like, yes, this is CTU, you know, this, there's a lot that's the same. And so I think, you know, and we'll get into that more as, as we're talking about this, but I think that's one of the cool things. And one of the things that I think those of us that have been around a while and have watched 24 will really enjoy is they really do try to, to tie it, tie it together. Maybe not with the storyline, but things that will make sense to us and things that will say, yep, yep. That makes sense. That's what CTU is supposed to be. Um, and so I think that's going to be interesting. I know we'll get into that here in a little bit, but one of the interesting things about this, while we don't have a lot of those old characters, we still, it still has a, th- a thread, I think, that'll tie it together. And I think that's quite important as well, because, I mean, obviously, like, Season 7 and, and Live Another Day went FBI and CIA, and mm-hmm. obviously you've got Jack Bauer in that, and you don't hear, but it, it doesn't feel quite so much like what you expect from 24 because of these different agencies and sort of... Mm-hmm. The other ones in the seasons that CTU has been in it have kind of been relatively generic and, and not really important. So to get back to CTU does, as you said, tie back to kind of 24 as, as a friend, as a series and and keep that connection going. Yeah, exactly. And so I think they did um, actually a pretty good job at trying to direct away from Jack Bauer a little mm-hmm. bit during live another day. We were talking about that a lot yep. as, as that was going through. Um, I mean, even just, just go back to the first episode of live another day. Um, I actually did a rewatch of that uh, a couple months ago, maybe, yeah, maybe about two months ago. And so watching that first episode again, I mean, Jack Bauer, he's, he's in it, but he doesn't say his first word until whatever, like 35 minutes into it. And so right, right there at the end of that first episode, and as you go through it, yeah, he's still one of the main characters, but they were giving a lot more screen time to some of the other characters like Kate. And mm-hmm. so um, so I think they were um, kind of edging toward 
um, what it could be like without Jack Bauer and still be able to kind of give us the feel. And so even with um, with that one in Live Another Day, they did have that, even though it was CIA, it was still a CTU kind of feel, um, like you said, with that underground cement kind of feel, um, the glass windows and all that kind of stuff to be able to, to be able to see right through kind of the open work environment and kind of the way they conducted themselves uh, really gave that same feel. And I don't know, maybe that's how just how the government agencies work. Uh, and they're all just very simple. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to be doing the same thing here, being able to give us that same feel. And and so still being able to uh, kind of bring in those new characters and really draw them out. And so. So, yeah, so with with what they're bringing in, the they have a um, female former head of CTU. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm actually wondering. I, I can't remember. I, I meant to do a little bit more diving in. Maybe you guys looked a little bit more into it, but um, how far back was it that she ran it? I, I don't think it was too far back. So I think it was probably like after the relaunch, after season eight. Um, and so so she basically kind of retired, um, but now she's kind of being brought back into it because of this new threat. Um that is being introduced. And so did you guys happen to look into any more about anything about her? I think, um, cause I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the, uh, VR special thing that they released uh, a couple of weeks ago called the raid, which is kind of the, uh, prequel, uh, short video set. Um, uh, when the main guy, Eric Carter was, uh, still in the army and, when they went to take out the Ibrahim bin Khalid, the guy that's obviously um, sort of uh, central to all of this, obviously we discussed that. But um, I think that was, I think that was six months before this. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rebecca Ingram, the former director, uh, was oper- doing the operation. So that was. It, it's very recent. The the whole yeah. transition of power is is now basically in um legacy mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see like if they explore the storyline of why um she left ctu was it because her husband was uh running for president or you know what are the, what are the reasons behind that or if there was you know other things that happen yeah it will be definitely interesting and so because i don't know i, I guess i guess it could potentially work um being the wife of the president and running CTU, but I can see there being definitely a lot of complications with, with that thing. So maybe, so that could be the reason. Mm-hmm. And so, and so um, I'm, I'm reading here um, kind of a short thing about her character. It says that she's the former national director of CTU struggling with doubts over leaving the agency. Um, so maybe it was, that so that leads me to think that maybe it was tied to that and that maybe she never should have left and she didn't really necessarily want to leave but felt that she had to and so i think that'll be some pretty interesting um well i'm seeing here too that it talks about how she got to where she was because of sleepless nights missed anniversaries and you know those types of things so i wonder if it was a um you know a conversation with her husband where it's like okay well now it's now it's my turn to pursue my career kind of a thing 
and you know i need your support <clears throat> i mean i'm thinking I, I saw the little extended sneak peek where it shows you know her talking to her husband and he's in the limo and you know there's this kind of there's this comment that his staffer makes that you know we built this entire event around her and then she wasn't going to be there so so i wonder if it's like a you know as the leader of CTU, she she brings a a dynamic to the White House that that he is really playing up as becoming president. And it wouldn't be twenty four if there wasn't a possible threat on the president's life at some point or the presidential candidate. I mean, <laughs> day one, <laughs> we're right back there again. And so and so, I definitely think that that there's something probably that's going to play in there. And and I can see the plot leading to a point where it is an attack on her and by extension her husband, who's running for president because she was the one that that was leading this raid and you know it, it makes sense that they're not going to stop with the the six members of the the uh, army ranger team but that you know they're going to go for the people that planned the planned the the raid as well mm -hmm. yeah so um so kind of the quote-unquote new jack bauer um is eric carter and so he's not necessarily he, he hasn't really been um connected with ctu other than this um covert operation that apparently was was uh like i don't know i guess a a co co uh, cooperation deal mm -hmm. and so he was an army ranger that apparently uh was involved in in that um in that attack that raid and they thought everything was done um but then he gets back home and before too long um it seems that that starts to come back to bite them and the guys coming after them or the followers are coming after all the people that were involved in this. And so, so he ends up getting on the run. Uh, he has obviously the struggles with his wife, um, very similar to, uh, I guess how Jack had a struggle with Terry and all that during season one. And it's like, Hey, I mean, you need to focus on the family and all that kind of stuff. And why do you have to do this and all those kind of things. And so, um, really kind of looks like they're really trying to play that up a little bit more. So there's seems to be a lot of parallels between the Eric Carter and Jack Bauer from season one. Well, and I, and I feel like <clears throat> Eric Carter is what maybe Jack Bauer was five years before 24 started. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's a little younger, a little more raw. You know, we know that Jack Bauer was special forces too. We know that, that he did these types of things as well. And, you know, we even had, you know, in, in, I can't remember which day it was, but you had those, those times where some of those, those uh, things he did, you know, came back to haunt him. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I think it, it seems to me that, you know, and this is one of the things that I, I really am excited about, you know, Josh, you and I have had this conversation um, several times about, can you move on from Jack Bauer? Can 24 continue on? And my point always was it, if we want 24 to be an icon, for years to come, it has to, you know, we, mm -hmm. it's, it's just like when, when Pierce Brosnan quit being James Bond, you couldn't have a grandpa be James Bond. It's the same thing here. You can't have, and they did. I mean, Jack Bauer was a grandpa in the last few, um, but you know, they have, they have to do that. And so I think they're doing a really good job of having a, a younger, you know, almost in a, in a way it'd be like a prequel in the, the sense of, Eric is in a place that Jack was in before 24 started. You know, when we first mm. saw Jack in, in season one and day one, you know, he was already, you know, the, the field, you know, the field agent in charge or whatever. I can't remember what they call them, but um, operations 
director or whatever it was. So, I mean, I think that's going to be the cool thing is seeing this transition. And I hope this is where they take it for a few seasons of Eric Carter, the military, you know, special forces guy moving into this role where he's, he's with CTU and he's, he's doing these types of things and seeing that transition and seeing the, the challenges and the, and the opportunities that come from that, that transition, because it is, it's a very different world, uh, you know, being special forces <laughs> and being in a war zone to being in the United States, trying to thwart an attack. There's different constraints. There's different, you know, legal things you can do and can't do. Um, and so I think it's going to be interesting to see how they develop his character um, and, and he's very, I think I, the best way I could describe him, if I was going to describe him would be, he's very raw. He's very, he's very, you know, for, for me, you know, seeing the stories that we've had of, of soldiers coming home from war of, you know, the PTSD of the, you know, the stories of like people like Chris Kyle and Marcus Luttrell, we've had all these movies that have came out. He, he exemplifies that he exemplifies that type of character. And I think that'll really resonate with people. And I'm, I'm excited to see how it, it plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And what they have noticing too is, um, is I, I think there's, there's going to, there's going to have to be a work versus family dynamic. Um, and of course, even within the family, I'm noticing here that there's, um, something apparently that's probably going to come out because um, I'm noticing here it talks about um, Eric's brother and also his mm-hmm. wife. Um, and so his Eric's wife is Nicole Carter and then his brother um, is Isaac Carter. Um, and it says here about his brother it says Eric's estranged drug dealer brother and Nicole's yep. ex-boyfriend. Um, so apparently Eric married his brother's ex-girlfriend. And well, so... And if you if you watch the sneak peek, I think they just put it out. I think it was fairly recently, but I was watching it before we we jumped on here. He takes his wife to his brother to take you know to be safe. And the reason he knows he's going to be safe is because it's like it's like the inner cities, and you know he like pulls up and there's like all these you know gangsters walking towards him, and there's this kind of you know stressful confrontation between them. And so I I definitely see that playing into it, and it's gonna you know it's interesting to see. It's very Jack Bauer esque that he would go to brother or not a drug dealer, you know, for help. You know, it, it's a little bit outside the line. It's a little bit, you know, it could end badly. Um, mm-hmm. But it it's very, it feels very twenty four esque, and so that's kind of exciting. And it very quickly establishes kind of what his priorities are as mm-hmm. this obviously as this guy. He's obviously wanting to go and. Um, and try and thwart this attack and, and save himself. But also his first priority is to save his wife. And, and that you need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that's always engendered, you know, Jack to, to us as fans is that, that draw that pull of, you know, what's my first priority, you know, it's really important that I do my job and I care about protecting the country, but you know, I need to worry about my family and my kids and my, you know, doing all these things and, and finding that tension. And I think that's really what, you know, ties these characters to us and allows us to to have that, you know, pull on the heartstrings of, you know, what do you do? You know, and, and mm-hmm. I think as, as fans, we start asking a question, what would I do? You know, how would I answer? How would I deal with that situation? And I think that's what really makes us and pulls us into the story. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right, Bradley. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think um, especially the fact that they're, that they always make it 
to where it's not like a clear cut. Okay, I am absolutely putting my family first. I'm absolutely putting work first or whatever, and whatever has to be done. I mean, there's always that tension, and so they're always having that conflict. It's like, okay, I know I need to do my job, but I need to take care of my family and try to find that line, and they're always trying to dance around that line. And so be able to do that because I mean, in real life, we, that's how we would be doing it. And so um, for the average person, they're not just so diehard. This is my job. I'm just going to do it no matter what happens. Um, and then generally speaking, you have somebody in a position like this. They're not just going to take care of their family and abandon anything as far as um, like national security. And so trying to be able to bring that balance. Definitely. Well, and I think too, it's going to be interesting. One of the other things in the plot as I was watching that sneak peek um, this morning is, is they kind of hint at questioning the loyalty of the new director of CTU, who was the protege of, you know, Rebecca Ingram. And, you know, there's this comment that she makes of, you know, I think he might be involved. And so again, this is very, very, you know, familiar to those of us who have watched 24 of who can you trust? You know, who, who do we, who can we trust with this information? Who do we go to with this information? Or can we talk to these people? And I think that's going to be really interesting to see them flush that out and, and um, you know, navigate that. And, and what I like about the idea of, of this here is if you look at the seasons and, and how they deal with moles and the trails and, and all that season one's really the only one that kind of establishes, we know someone's working against us. And mm-hmm. we just don't know who it, and they play with that. Whereas virtually every other time they've done it, it's been sort of things are normal, things are normal, things are normal. And then pull the rug out from under you. <laughs> this person is working against CTU or the FBI or the president or whatever. And I think for the most part, it, it's fine. But I feel like when you keep on doing that, it loses a little bit of its shock factor, I would right. say. Because, you know, you get to kind of season season eight, Dana Walsh, you, you're expecting it. You know she is. <laughs> yeah, you're just expecting it. And it's kind of like, oh, okay. It's, it's, it kind of became something they felt like they had to do almost. And, and mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to do it. With this, if you do have kind of the suspecting of uh, the new director or whoever from the initial get from the get-go um and not knowing who it is and being able to only trust yourself and eric and it it adds a whole new dynamic that we've not really seen since the first season Mm yeah yeah absolutely and so there's uh Obviously, one of the things that I don't know, I, th- I think I'm just going to go ahead and bring it up. And so <laughs> we didn't want to bring it up right at the beginning. The elephant um, in the room. <laughs> yeah, the big elephant. Um, uh, we, we mentioned already that, I mean, there, there's there, they intended originally that they're not going to that they weren't going to bring back any former characters. And so they, they talked about this for a long time and they were seemed to be very emphatic on is this going to be a totally new reboot no old characters all that kind of stuff and i know i was really disappointed with that i was so excited for 24 because i, I liked the storyline and how everything played out that way but i i mean obviously we get really attached to those old characters and so i mean characters obviously jack tony chloe um all those we really get attached to them and so so we want to try to kind of see them continue on 
Well, and, and so it's going to be interesting because I watched uh, that sneak peek again. They they mentioned that Rebecca wants to reinstate a former agent. That's what she says. Like that's the clip. And so I almost feel like this is the Tony's going to be the tie to the old because if Rebecca knows Tony, Rebecca knows Jack. And even if it's not said, even if it's not mentioned, Jack is still an overture, an overtone in this story because Jack is so connected to Tony. But you're right. I mean, it's it's so neat to see it because, I mean, like him or hate him or both because I think we kind of both like and hate Tony at times. Um, no, no. It's interesting because throughout the years, I think nobody has been more um, beloved <laughs> or loved to hate by the fans than Tony. Like in some ways, Tony has almost transcend transcended Jack. I think just because there's this question of, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Is he good? Is he bad? We always knew Jack was good. We always knew that Jack was going to do everything he could to save the day, even if it ended in, you know, everything falling around him. But Tony, you were never really sure. And for some reason, like he has completely, and I don't even know that the, the writers, and the producers of the show expected Tony to become like he has. And he, I think he came back solely because of the efforts of Joel um, harassing everybody on Twitter with this hashtag bring back Tony, because yes. Joel has been adamant <laughs> about bringing back Tony and he's getting his wish. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's ecstatic about it. Um, but it's just been, it's been interesting. I think if you look, I mean, if you would have went back to season one, day one, I mean, nobody would have ever expected the character of Tony Almeida to become what he did and to be as exciting as he was and to be as uh, polarizing as he was. And so to bring him back, I mean, I think it's, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be good because I feel like, um, you know, Carlos Bernard has enough respect for the character that he wouldn't have came back if it would have been oh, serious talking to me. Um, if you, if he wouldn't have thought that it was doing justice to the character to come back, like he's not just going to come back for them to kill him three minutes later. I think I have, I have the feeling that Carlos has enough respect for the character that it's going to be a useful and a meaningful addition to the plot. It's not just going to be, well, let's bring back Tony to get ratings because I've heard him say over and over again, that this is something that regardless of whether you've watched 24 ever ever before that you can get into. So I don't think it's going to be, um, you know, to the extent that it it's just there because they're trying to get ratings and that's good. I feel like that's good. And I think it needs to be, he comes back for a specific reason because right. obviously introducing all of these new characters, you, yes, you can bring in Tony and it, and it gives a thread back to 24 and it's, it's nice for the fans, but also, if you have him purely for the sake of having him, it draws so much attention away from these new characters and these new storylines you're trying to introduce. And it doesn't need that. It, it needs to be right. its own thing with flavors of the original 24 in it. If it, if it wants that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I'm actually really curious about is uh, as far as like how and why they bring him back is i mean we we saw the um oh i might just went blank now um solitary yeah solitary thank you <laughs> 24 solitary where, where they have tony um getting those glasses with the plans to the prison and so at first when i heard that they were bringing it back i'm like okay well apparently this oh. is rebecca and them maybe doing doing that to try to get them out mm -hmm. um without without like having an official 
okay, here, we're bringing him out. And so, and so kind of just doing like a covert right. kind of thing. And so, so I was thinking that, but, um, seeing the timeline that they give here to where this is six months after solitary, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to add up. So I'm wondering if, um, his breaking out or whatever, getting those glasses was a separate event and somehow she knows about him being out. I don't know. And so it just makes me curious how they're going to be tying that together. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's interesting because the, the preview that they just put out, I mean, it's very, it's her saying, I want him out. I want to re not only do I want him out, I want to reinstate him. And so if he was going to break out, it seems like he didn't. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a question of, does that, is that part of the story? I mean, did they, did they make that part of the story or, you know, is this a, a separate story? And, and so it'll be interesting to see, but you know, Bradley, you're right. I think, you know, it's, it's a nice nod to, to previous ones, but if there's not a reason for him being there um, and if it's just a, Hey, I'm going to walk through CTU and say hello and tell everybody that I used to be in charge of this place. And, you know, <laughs> those types of things, then it, it's kind of just disingenuous. And I, and I think, I think not only do, um, do the writers or I, th- I think the writers have the respect for it as well. You know, we talked about Carlos having respect for the character, but I think the writers have enough respect for, for what they've built that I don't think they would do it for a cheap, for a cheap ratings boost. Um, and, and that's what I'm banking on. That's what I'm hoping for because I, I mean, I love 24 and I, I want it to be around for a long time. And I think introducing somebody like an Eric Carter character does that, but I think it would be very detrimental if they if they do something like that just for the ratings and i don't think they're going to from what from what i heard in some of the the articles that i read he comes in late enough in the season that you're either watching it or you're not by then so um that gives me hope that that it really does add to it um but who knows i mean maybe maybe tony ends up in a few more seasons i don't know i'd be excited for it and i think you know, when, when Joel and I argued about this, Josh, last time when we, were, when we were doing Live Another Day and whether he should come back and whether he shouldn't, I think that was my concern. It's like, don't do it just to do it. Don't do it just because you want to bring him back and everybody wants Tony back. That That's the wrong reason to bring him back. So um, I, I think they've heard that and I think they feel the same way. And um, if if they stay true to the, you know, to what 24 is and what it stands for and what it, what it means to... Um, the fans and the characters and everybody, then I think we're good. And I think it's going to be really exciting to see how that plays into the the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I hope it's not a thing that, okay, we're going to bring them back to kill them. Um, <laughs> so it's like, here, we're going to have you on for an episode and now you're gone. And so we were using you as bait and we trapped the bait and you're, you're the gone. One we and trade so. and then you get killed, right? Yeah. So I'm hoping it's not that. And so, I'm hoping that he's actually able to play play um, an integral part um, in in the storyline and being able to, I don't know, maybe, maybe they're going to draw on his connections, um, both legal and illegal connections to be able to, uh, whatever, play things out. And so I think that's, I, I think that'll be good. Yeah, I, I'm excited to be able to see what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And yeah. So here's the here's a question. I think we all know the answer, but I think it's worth asking anyways. Um, does Jack Bauer show up? What either on screen or talked about, or what role do you think the character of Jack Bauer is going to play in um, Twenty Four Legacy? I I think 
at the most, he might get mentioned when Tony comes in. And that's it. I think... Uh, I, no, I talked about, obviously, Tony coming in and, and kind of potentially distracting from the rest of the cast, but I think you can probably get away with it with Tony. With Jack, I mean, he. if, if you look at 24, if you ask most people, what is 24? It's Jack Bauer. And once you bring him in, you really do distract and I don't know that there's any way you can write him in that avoids that um, I don't know that there's any need to have him in I, I feel like all of what he would serve is served by Cut Eric and perhaps some of the other characters um, and ultimately I don't think that the producers or indeed Kiefer Sutherland would want to put him back in now I mean we, we, we had nine seasons of Jack and his story is pretty much told. And I, I don't think that it's going to perhaps be worth the effort of trying to write him into this because obviously they've then got to explain the timeline between end of live another day and now, and it makes life a whole lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's, here's a couple of quotes I found um, about it. You know, in, in August of 2016, uh, Kiefer Sutherland said he has absolutely no plans for an appearance of Jack Bauer in the new series. And Evan Katz, who's one of the writers, said uh, Jack will not be talked about in the early episodes in favor of establishing the new cast. So Bradley, write, write what you were saying, and I think that's a good thing. But we also do have back in February when you know there was that very famous comment by, by Kiefer Sutherland where he said, I've learned enough over the years to not say never. Um, and then you have, um, you know, Howard Gordon, who said that he would love to see that character come back at some point. So, I mean, I don't think it's been completely ruled out, but I think Kiefer's to the point with it where just like we were talking about with Carlos Bernard, where he's not going to do it just because. Like if if Howard Gordon and, you know, Evan Katz and the other writers come to him and have a specific reason that Jack Bauer comes back and it plays into the plot and it makes sense. I, I would not be surprised that Jack that Kiefer Sutherland says, okay, let's do it. But I don't think it's going to be, if it does happen, it'll be very late in the season or later seasons or a movie or some other iteration. And that's what Howard Gordon has said is, you know, it could be, it could be a movie. He said, I think there's some life left in the character. Um, it could be a movie. It could be, you know, later in the season, it could be in legacy. We don't know. Um, but I think, I think they're all on the same page with that. And I think we do need to have a break from him. I think there needs to be, if he does ever come back, it needs to be for a specific reason. It needs to fit with the the story arc of Jack from, from live another day. Um, and it also needs to, to go with the story arc of, uh, you know, uh, Eric Carter as well. And we've seen that Kiefer Sutherland, I mean, I don't know if you guys have been watching, but he's done a fantastic job in designated survivor as a presidential type character. And so, I mean, I could see, you know, if they do bring him back, bring him back in some sort of more of a leadership role, not in the, not in, in the field as much, but you know, yeah. I think you're right, Bradley. I, I don't think he comes for a while. I think it, I think you leave it alone for a while. You establish the, the, you know, the, the series without a Jack Bauer, you establish it to stand on its own, um, which again, in live another day, they did a very good job of laying the groundwork for that. And I think after watching live another day, all of us fans were like, okay, yeah, this could continue. You know, this could go on without Jack Bauer. It's okay. Um, and so I think they need to establish that that is true and that's the case. And the ratings need to prove it. And then maybe at some point he does come back. And it's really neat for all of us fans. 
but it's not a needed from a standpoint of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to watch it again if Jack Bauer's not there. And the other thing I think also, I mean, if you don't have, I think Evan Katz was saying this week or last week, I think it was him, saying that 24 as a concept conceivably could go on forever, just with new characters every so often. And I think if that is your idea, and certainly Fox, if if this does well, that's the idea ratings-wise, I think if you don't bring in Jack in this season and you can sustain a successful and really good story, it kind of paves the way of, well, maybe we don't need Jack Bauer and you can properly, you can, you can move on and, and put to bed any questions over it, say, we're never going to have Jack because we've got these new characters, these new storylines, this new show, and right. it, it, is its, it is its own thing, even though it follows the format of 24, it's in the 24 world, it's mm-hmm. just, a, it's, it's a completely different viewpoint. Well, and here's the, here's the thing too, like one of the things that I've always really loved about 24 is how timely their storylines are. Like their storylines are timely with current events. They make sense. And this new one's no different. They're talking about, you know, radicalized people within the United States that have become radicalized. And that's a very timely story that, and so if that's the way you're going and if 24 is going to continue to do that. And, you know, I, I keep mentioning James Bond because I think that's the model kind of where you get new characters. Now they obviously use the same character, the same James Bond character, but in this sense, it's like you get somebody new. And and if you're going to do that, you can't have a Jack Bauer character forever because Jack Bauer is very right after nine 11. That is the world that he lived in. That is, that is the type of agent he was. And we're now, you know, 15 years removed from nine 11. We've got new challenges. There's new, new threats. There's new, new things that are going on. And you even kind of saw that and live another day a little bit where Jack was almost kind of a, he was a character from another time, you know, 24 live another day was very different. I think that's kind of what they were kind of leading to was we need a new character. We need a character that, you know, fought in, in, you know, the, the Iraqi war and did these types of things and was younger and was shaped by this more of a a guerrilla warfare type of experience where, where Jack wasn't, you know, that's not the type of soldier he was and that's not the type of ctu agent he was and so i think it you know you have to have a character that that has been raised and experiences what we're experiencing today because i think that is what makes 24 able to continue on forever is the fact that you know it's timely whenever it's on it's timely whenever the new season is the writers have done a great job at at re at feeding in all these things that make sense because of the news headings that we're seeing yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and some thought I have um, too about this is um, looking at this. I mean, they're slated for twelve episodes, and so just like they were for Live Another Day. And I know if we go back to the original season one when it launched, I think it was thirteen episodes that they were originally slated, and that's what they thought that that's. I mean, that's all they could count on, and they didn't know that the season one was actually going to be twenty four episodes. And so, and so I, I, I'm thinking this could potentially be that. I don't know. Um, but I think if they do bring back Jack, I think, like you said, it'll be later. I think it could actually be a good um, season finale um, in episode 12 uh, to where it's like they bring him back and maybe there's some way where they tie him into wherever they're taking the show. Uh, but I think that especially with them bringing back Tony, now I, I guess if you would ask me, um, before they announced Tony was coming back, 
Um, I probably would have thought there'd be a good chance for Jack even being talked about a lot. But with bringing back Tony, I think there's a bigger chance of them at least referring to him and talking about maybe something that he did or maybe something that happened to him after Live Another Day. Um, because, I mean, last we saw Jack, he was getting taken away by the Russians. Um, but we also know that there was at least some kind of plot, some kind of plan that Belichick had that they were going to be doing. And so hopefully we can find out at least some kind of information about that to see, well, what happened to Jack after that fact? I mean, was there a rescue attempt happened and he got out or did he end up getting executed or is he still in Russia? Or And so it'd be nice to be able to get at least some, some kind of uh, resolution to what happened. Yeah. I think there could be a nod uh, when Tony comes in for sure. Uh, and I think that's the only place it'll happen. And I think that makes sense. Um, I was looking here at the, the cast, um, the list of the cast and we have uh, in the supporting you have Cedra, who is Tony. This is what it says. Tony Almeida's strong, attractive and intense associate who instigates distrust between Almeida and Rebecca Ingram. So we do have a little bit of that with where do Tony's, you know, where do his, uh, where do his loyalties lie? What, what's his end game? And, um, you know, that's very, that's very true to that Tony Almeida character. Um, you know, the very conflicted, um, you know, I love this country, but this country also killed my wife um, in my mind and <laughs> all of these things. So I think it'll be interesting to see um, how that, how it ties in. And, and if there is a nod to Jack and if you do get any closure, but I think Bradley's right. I think it doesn't need to be there. And I think that speaks volumes for the writers and for, the concept and um, the way that they've kind of lined things out with uh, live another day and then solitary and now uh, legacy that they've, they've really laid the groundwork for this to be a, a decades long, um, you know, franchise if they want it to be. And that's an, ex that's a, for me, you know, as, as we're drawing to, to probably end here that to me, that's the most exciting thing guys is the fact that 24, can live on and they've laid the groundwork for it to live on it's not just uh we're going to milk jack bauer for all it's worth and then we're going to walk away i mean this can be something that that is is here for a long time and that's an exciting prospect as a fan mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and so i know for sake of uh our personal schedule that we're going to be wrapping it up uh, pretty soon but i was wondering if you guys had any thoughts on any other um people that could return so previous 24 characters that could come back and so i know originally they said they weren't gonna bring any back but now that they brought tony back <laughs> the um, door's wide open yeah the door's open um and so who's your top two who's your top two guys if you could see anybody come back from previous seasons who would it be you want to go first bradley or <laughs> um yeah i don't know i think I mean, I feel like the obvious answers are Jack and Chloe. Um, Everybody likes Chloe, yeah. But again, it kind of comes back to: Do they need to come in? Do do? I don't know that I want them in. I think if they want to bring back characters from Twenty Four, then you could maybe look at sort of the the minor characters. Maybe someone who's yeah. appeared in a couple of episodes that sort of people outside of the diehard fan community probably wouldn't really remember and kind of have it as a little Easter egg and uh, that further that'd connection. Cool. Yeah. That'd um, be fun. And, and it doesn't detract then it, it, it plays a role that they have a reason to be in there for an episode, but they're also not, they're not involved enough in the show before to make it stand out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely like, agree with that. Um, I would, I mean, I, I would definitely like to see Chloe, but again, I would like it to be um, in a way that really ties it in, right? Not just to bring her back. Um, but um, I've actually seen this um, in a couple places um, to bring back Mandy. And so our favorite <laughs> um, little our favorite recurring and low hand for hire. Um, and so. Uh, that would be a good one that would be a nod i mean that'd be exactly what you're talking about bradley like she could play a part and most people like had never watched the show before would be like oh that's interesting and like the three of us and other Die Hard fans would be like oh my gosh it's mandy yes and what um, is she doing she's bad and, i know she is what is she up to and I, I don't know how many people read the uh novel because i mean since live another day there have been uh three novels that have come out 24 novels that have come out um and the first one was deadline and in that one mandy made an appearance and there was actually um a little while there where mandy and jack worked together um and so it it, because it was it was revealed i mean basically mandy is just a hired hand and so just whoever (laughs) Whoever pays her the must huh exactly whoever pays her that that's where her loyalty lies at that moment and so um, she was actually hired to kill Jack um, at that particular time, but something happened to where it switched and they ended up escaping together. Um, but I could see maybe her coming back as, hey, let's hire her, um, the, like like uh, Rebecca or whoever, um, yeah, hire her as or bring her in to kind of work for her because of the associations that she knows and that she's worked with. Mm-hmm. that she's she's this quote-unquote bad guy trying to help the good ones but she's not good she's kind of in this in between maybe like tony mm-hmm. um kind of kind of playing the middle and so i could think I, I could see that being being a really interesting um thing there i think that'd be a really cool nod i hadn't thought about that one i i like that the two that i thought of and i don't know and maybe it's just because i felt like there wasn't like real good closure i mean I don't know how you'd fit it in. And I, I don't know that it, I don't think it'll happen probably because there's probably like actual, like real life actor negotiations that led to these things. But Chase Edwards, I feel like we never really got closure with him. Like it'd be cool to see Chase and maybe it's a, a same kind of thing where it's like, nobody really knows who he is, but those of us who have would be like, Whoa, it's Chase. And then the other hmm. one was, I can't remember. What was his name? Uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. Cole Yeah. Cole. Yes. Cole would be cool too. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I'm with you, Bradley. I am okay. If nobody shows up, I'm really, I really am. And I can't, I can't see a way as much as I loved Chloe and everybody loves Chloe. I can't see a way to fit that in. Um, because again, she's a character from a different time. It's a, it's just a different time. I mean, and, uh, so I don't know that she would, but, but I think you're right. I don't know that we need to have anybody come back. And I, and I, where the way they've taken the story, I don't see a way that most of them fit in. I think the Mandy one really is probably one of the better things that could actually probably fit. Um, but yeah, most of them don't really, most of them don't really fit, but it would be fun for fans if they would do some of those, just like, like, I think it'd be cool if they're even like get, get the the actress that played Mandy to just like be walking through a crowd, you know, in one of them and like <laughs> just long enough, they just hold on her just long enough that all of us are like, Whoa, did you see that? And then just like have us thinking through the whole thing. What is she going to do? And then have her do nothing. You like, it has no effect on it whatsoever. But for all of us, like for the trivia on IMDb, we're like, Oh my gosh, Mandy was in it. Like, I think that would be cool. 
Um, but yeah, maybe she could walk up and shake the president's hand. <laughs> that would be cool. Like, or have her be a staffer or something. That would be funny. <laughs> and you're like, no, don't shake her hand. What yeah. But um, no, those are, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. After I asked that question, I mean, I started thinking through everybody and it's like, I, I think you're right, Bradley. I, I, they don't need to. And, and that's a, that's a credit to the storyline, um, which is really neat. That's really exciting. You know, like I said, for the the future of 24. Yeah. I, I, I think it'd be interesting kind of, kind of along the same thought lines is maybe just kind of drop like little Easter eggs, like, like we've been talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so just little things here and there. So something about, um, I can't think maybe like maybe a little something about Kate mm-hmm. um, or whatever, maybe just kind of bring that in. And so maybe it's not a direct connection, but maybe like one of the leads that they're following, whatever, had some kind of connection to Kate or whatever. And yeah, and so just, just little things like that. I think it'd be nice to be able to get some of that again, just to tie back a little bit to the previous um, series, yeah. but not enough to where it detracts from the current storyline. Right. But just Definitely a nod. I think a nod to hardcore fans. I think it'd be neat uh, if they would do some of that. You know, not not force it, but if it fits, you know, like if you can if you can fit like Kate's name on a paper that's sitting on a desk or something like those types of things. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it would be fun. It would it it would just make it fun. I think. But I'm I feel like you would have to do it in a way that's true to the story still, and I think they will. Um, I think if there's any of that, it'll it'll be very true to the story. But I'm super excited. Like I think this is going to be. Um, I'm excited to see this character um, and to see the parallels and the differences between uh, Eric Carter and Jack Bauer and and um, you know the where they take the story. And I think it'll. I think it's going to bring out. And here's one of the cool things we we've had Jack for so long that. I think we all think that we love 24 because of Jack Bauer. And, and there is something to that, that like Jack Bauer is, a, is an amazing character. I think one of the best uh, TV characters that's ever been created, but I think it'll, this will help us to realize the things that we really, really loved about 24. Like, I think we'll be able to set aside this dynamic character and say, this is why we like 24. We like the storyline. We like the format and we know those things already, but I think it allows us to really understand deeper what it is about this franchise that that causes so much excitement and causes so much uh, love and and dedication um and it's not just a character mm-hmm. yeah um as we wrap up here uh we'll we'll talk more about this um obviously we have 24 um coming back just a little over a week uh from now and Yay! so um but who's so good um and and if you do want to catch us live um our plan is to record live on youtube um and we plan on being on doing that wednesdays wednesday mornings uh well i guess it depends on where you are in the world wednesday Um, afternoon if you're bradley yeah i didn't realize topeka was that far ahead of me but (laughs) apparently it is just so you know bradley that's gonna be my new joke i'm gonna pick a new town that you're from every week and i'm gonna mention it like just so you know (laughs) there you go we'll do it (laughs) so so anyway so the the time uh is uh 11 30 central um and then you could do the time zone conversion what time is it in uh what time is it in topeka bradley um, right now, uh, at the end of the podcast, it's uh, half past six in the evening. Wow, you must so, be on the east side. So it's five thirty. 
yeah the far east side <laughs> it's, oh. it, it's it's sort of in isolation of everything else around it yes <laughs> we're in our own little world <laughs> but yeah so we would we would love for you to be able to come on you can watch us live um and uh be able to do that there might be a little a uh, little bit of pre-show post-show stuff that you might be able to catch and be yeah. able to have some interaction um as well so be able to there should be like a little chat kind of thing that you could be able to contribute um also you can go to 24faithful.com um uh we we've been using the 24podcast.com uh but that's being moved over to 24faithful.com you can be able to go there you can leave us um uh, a message uh there either audio or written and be able to give us feedback that way that we can be able to include uh we're also going to be starting a facebook group um just for uh fans of this podcast and obviously fans of 24 that we could be able to have interaction with as well so look forward to being able to do that we'll get more specifics of that by the time the show launches we should have that going um and then also um it's not exactly a sponsor uh but some sort of partnership um between us um on this podcast and uh whipclips.com um and also it's a tv show uh tv show time i think it is app i got it right here i can pull it up yeah tv show time um and so it's a, it's a pretty cool little app uh we'll talk about it a little bit more and so uh we're gonna have some sort of partnership with them and so definitely excited for all the things that we're coming with that do and you think so, they'll deliver drinks like can, can we get them to like deliver like drinks for the show Talk to them about that. I think that'd be a good thing. If we're going to partner, then let's let's go all in. I don't know case if that of, would be safe. Case of soda. <laughs> yeah, get some on do. That's right. <laughs> no, we're excited about that. Like that. That's been that's been a really neat neat addition. And um, you know, just to assuage any fears, one of the first things when Josh mentioned it to us, my first question was, "Can we still say whatever we want?" And they said yes. So. Um, yeah. it, it affects the content not at all. Essentially, it just means that that we're going to get this podcast in front of more people, um, and we're going to get more feedback and more interaction and more people um, interacting in the Facebook group and all these things. So it's going to be it's going to be awesome. And um, you know, this has been you know, Josh, you and I have, have been on this journey for several years now, and it's it's been fun to see the interaction. And I mean, that's how we've met you know Bradley and Joel and and Cody and all these people is just the interaction with people listening to the podcast. And so it's, it's just a way to, to expand that and, um, you know, get people in front of 24 legacy. So be sure to share this with your friends, share this podcast, make sure everybody knows about it. It's a great way. I would say, you know, dare I say Bradley and Josh, the best way to prepare for 24 legacy is to listen to this podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, yeah, very good. Very good. So, so we are going to uh, wrap it up. For this episode, um, we may actually, because of our connection with Whip Clips um, and TV Showtime, we might be able to catch um, some interviews with yes. some of the cast um, and things like that. And so we may have something coming up shortly uh, along those veins. I don't uh, know exactly for sure on the details, um, but this week if and when that happens, we'll this week we'll be interviewing Steve, who is the intern that takes the coffee to Rebecca Ingram in uh, the 32nd second of the fourth episode <laughs> steve the way you carried that coffee tray was awesome tell us more about that yeah <laughs> how, how, how did you that? the audition <laughs> yeah, that's right 
Do you know Jack Bauer? You this over there without <laughs> dropping it. And you got, right. Okay. But yeah, so definitely excited. Um, and definitely uh, subscribe. Resubscribe if you didn't, if you unsubscribe for whatever crazy reason. Um, yeah, subscribe. Stay tuned. And we will be back next episode.